Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. 85, oh my gosh. Goodness, mid-80s. I'm starting to become tempted by the idea of doing season two, starting on episode 101. No, yeah. we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop counting. People can read the number. Mm, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, post-chariot race I was, celebration. I was going to say, the one where uh, Sudi doesn't have to dread the chariot race The anymore. one where we do an investigation. Yes. Who knows? We when, only got three days in the Dark Depository. We got to get on that. When last we left our party, our heroes had uh, embarked on the epic chariot race of Tefu, as sponsored by Mom and Afro Sothis. Mm-hmm. What is this, NASCAR? No, you guys actually only had the one endorsement on the back of your, your things as representatives of Sothis. Yeah, it was a big Sothis symbol. The party had uh, engaged in the chariot race, it had been a, an epic race. Fraught with peril and assassination and attempts, and, assassination uh, attempts and, uh, and also a spectacular crash and a spectacular crash like NASCAR. Did anybody else crash, or was it just us? Uh, I think there are like three other people that crash. There's like one person that glazes out of the race after the first turn. Oh, nice. We were sabotaged. Yes, True. we were most definitely sabotaged. But I would have felt a hundred times worse if we were sabotaged and the only people who crashed. Yeah. So the uh, the party had gone through the race. Citra and Onurus, the uh, Team Falcon, had successfully completed the race, coming in first place and winning for you the... Uh, not what I asked for. Not I, specifically what you asked for. Lies. But winning, <laughs> winning for the party the ability to gain access to the Dark Depository for three sunsets. Team Solace, however, had... Uh, had Taken solace in the fact that they took a bolt it's to true. find their attempted murderers. It's true. There was a giant crash. Sudi went under the wheels. But he didn't die. He didn't die. Because I, I am partially stone. ability and still crashed under the <laughs> I know. I was so mad. I was like, oh, no, this will be the time Black Cat kicks. No. Also, thank you, Jessica, for reminding him of his yes. possibilities. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm your handler. <laughs> pretty much. In, in, in life and in the podcast. <laughs> there you go. I am your handler and life partner. Indeed. Having been informed of this uh, this treacherous situation of all these things that had taken place, Mamanoffer was most displeased with mm-hmm. someone effing with her friggin' race. She knew what was up. I know. She did a, she like did a secret message to Onuris. Yeah. Disguised as an ear nibble. With a literal Well, I was going to say, it wasn't disguised with, it was also an ear nibble. <laughs> with a side of ear nibble. With a side of ear nibble. Mamanoffer, the... Uh, the great, the benevolent, had offered to allow all of you to stay with her in the Palace of Gentle Reeds. Palace of Reeds time, y'all. I think what she said was Onuris and his retainers can stay there. Uh, <laughs> yes, she did say that. We're all just going to roll with it because we yes. get some fancy digs. We chose yeah. to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. In that moment, we chose that discretion is the better part of valor. <laughs> We also know what you're sacrificing in order for us. I was going to say, also, you're taking one for the team with this one, for sure. Yeah. Also, adding Falso into the group. Yeah, as our slave, I guess, is what he, she said. Yeah. Any uh, other servants? servants? I think servant or footman. I think she might have said footman. <laughs> so as we begin, having finished your evening of celebration for your epic accomplishments in the, uh, the dramatic chariot race... All of you staying in more opulent chambers than any of you have stayed in during your lives. Mm. Mm. Golden opulent. tub included. Extra Golden bed tub. for my chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea that you're still somehow like just in a little ball in the corner and the chicken has taken the entirety of the rest it's, of the bed. The she chicken, sleeps on me. Yeah. yeah. Or the chick, they just bring in one of those uh, like those five foot diameter circular pillows <laughs> <laughs> that just sits off to the side. Yes, good. 
The following morning, all of you wake up without nocturnal visitors, without strange visions in the night. Onyurus doesn't even get a knock on his door. Nothing. Nice. Really? Okay. Really? I feel like that's reassuring. I feel like she was mostly putting on a big old front. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Do we get a milk bath, though? Almost all of you are woken up before dawn. Oh, wow. Um, probably some of you in paranoid adventurer ways, like flipping up to your feet as a, a number of servants make their way into each of your room to fill up your bathtubs with rose-scented bath water. Did they even knock, or did they just come in? Like no, they just they just slip in. And yeah, like that's super forth. creepy. <laughs> I feel like Hollis sleeps, but yep. Sugar definitely watches them. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely a babak. You found uh, at some point during the night all of your clothing disappeared and then you like get up and you're like why is there bath water here? All of your clothing is like neatly cleaned and pressed and folded <laughs> at the foot of your bed. <laughs> they got Sudi all the stains out. Yeah, I was going to say Sudi's like My whites just, have never been whiter. <laughs> I know. He's like oh. It's all they even patched. cleaned the rope. Hollis is a they little concerned rope, about yes. all of her stuff. Like they're going to come in here and mess with my stuff. Need to get one of those little notes, like you know, the do, do not, not clean serve yet. hotel. <laughs> or if it's on the floor, clean it. If it's not, then <laughs> leave it alone. Yep. So uh, I suppose all of you enjoy your morning bath, don your freshly laundered clothes. It um, is nice. Palace life is nice. Yeah. If you left your armor out, they would have like polished your armor and left it back there for you. So, I mean, it's it's like the Hamptons up in here. <laughs> Goodness. Like any of us know what the Hamptons are like. <laughs> we imagine. We imagine opulence like we've never seen before. I've seen Richie Rich. It's it's a little bit like the uh, the second Home Alone where he's like has the credit card. And he's staying in like a uh, fancy hotel and everything yeah. with. Yeah. So Tim Curry comes in, fills up your bathwater. Tim Curry, Curry Robagog. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, that makes it even creepier. <laughs> He anyway, gives, yeah, he gives you all the creepy Tim Curry smile and then leaves. <laughs> Hollis still has her bolt and she takes it to on yours. Okay. Why are you bringing it to me? Don't you have that divination spell? Just it's for blood. I, that, if that's the one you're talking about, I thought there was a different divination spell we could use. Just I have some divination, but I don't have divination. On yours can do augury and divination. I wish we had like a locate owner spell. <laughs> and divination and hey, augury hey, are it's called discern location. A discern location spell, spell is an eighth level spell, so it does exist. <laughs> but the way that it spell. works, the spell reveals the name of the creature or object's location. To find this creature with a spell, you must have seen the creature or have some item that once belonged to it. Yeah, that's not... We're not... I don't... We're, I we can't don't cast have eight, We don't have eight-level magic, so that's not going to fly. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, it does exist. I just don't have access to it, which is neat. Well, there you go. So... Or if we could get our hands on that scroll and just make a good cast. I guess we're going to have to go to the Dark Depository, pocket <gasps> that for later, and maybe... Dark Depository. Just maybe we'll get enough experience to level up. Although it's devil. Very devil. Or the Dark Depository will have a scroll. I'm just, I'm just hoping that like the Dark Depository is like trapped all high, because I, well, nice. I already yeah. know it's that like there's... every three steps there's another trap. It's like you get experience for a challenge rating of six. Here's a challenge rating of five. Here's a challenge rating of seven. Well, this we is know all there's the money gonna be... you're gonna lose from unpetrifying Sudi again. Uh, yeah, we know there's anyway. at least three. So we can't really do any divinations on this bolt. So I'm very sad about it. That's very disappointing because I did think you had a spell to do that. I thought that there was a spell that could do that that wasn't essentially out of range. So you all wake up. On yours, you do your morning prayers. You pray to Horus. Hollis, you contemplate this crossbow bolt angrily, flipping through your spell book and finding a distinctive lack of divinations that you need to fulfill that hole. I'm very um, sad about it. And uh, then I write a partial spell, fold it into a paper airplane, and throw it out the window. Okay. And cast Mage Hand. Very well. 
Use Mage Hand to throw the paper. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it flies down and hits a, one of the cleaning boys that's out front, sweeping up all the dung from the chariot race yesterday. Nice. He just kind of takes that and goes, ooh, and then tucks it into his pocket. Nice. This is going to be great when I learn to read. Oh. Oh. It's <laughs> magical notation. Why you got to do this? He'll, it, it will inspire him to learn. Got to keep making yeah. it sad. He just puts on his little fez and puts a fez on his little monkey friend and they go running off. Thanks, Aladdin. I got you. <laughs> Be your own genie. <clears throat> your own Be your genie. No, no, no. Learn magic enough to summon a genie. Also that. In his defense, he steals only what he can't afford. And that's everything. That's everything. <laughs> Don't yeah. sue us, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I imagine, Hollis, you do your, your morning spell preparations. You have a quick study, so I think it's only 15 minutes for you. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah, so it doesn't take you very long. You spend some time grooming sugar. Yeah, I have a very small brush, like a Barbie brush. Okay. A Barbie brush. Because her feathers are like fur. Yeah. Sudi does his morning workouts and everything, and then now in his like, extraordinarily freshly laundered and uh, patched clothing and practicing his uh, Volto struts, I don't know. <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure eventually Mom and Offer will just probably give him clothes so she doesn't want him looking all raggedy in her palace. He, she fixed them. They're not ragged anymore. It's true. Also, it's couldn't you uh, cast back him mending? I do have mending. Yeah, you could just mend them. So he's going to come back one day and there's like a golden eye patch or something waiting Ooh. for him. <laughs> Ooh! Fancy. Nice. Look nice and fancy. Uh, Citra does her... Uh, actually, you don't really do anything I sleep for the... the FN. <laughs> yeah. Yoga. I probably do something in the morning. Just yeah, to... a couple stretches to limit yourself <laughs> Some up. light calisthenics. There you go. Re-review the assorted scrolls that you carry in case you need to put yeah. any of those to use. One of them came in handy. That's true. You know, on yours, you wake up, do your prayers in the morning. On her, it flies back in from the, the window since he did his morning hunting trip. I imagine you feed him, but he still hunts anyway. <laughs> Gotta maintain his skills. Yeah, he's gotta keep he's gotta keep himself up to things. He eats everything that he kills though, because he's a noble animal that doesn't waste anything. He's not just gonna kill for the sake of killing. He's not a cat. He's not a cat. He's not or a human. Not a human. <laughs> <laughs> or cat. They will kill just because they're bored. It's true. It's true. But I suppose about an hour or so after sunrise you guys uh make your way down and set off. Do we know where the drug depository is? It's under like, the palace. I mean, yeah. I knew that we knew the, the connection to the Temple of Anubis, but did we ever actually get, like, direction no, on no, how you, to get you there? you just have the divination. I'm pretty sure it's underneath yeah. where we are right now. You think if we got access to it, they would let us know where it is, because no, we only no, have no. three days. You do have a writ that's gives you access to it. That would have been delivered to you this morning, actually. It would have been dropped off by a uh, priestess of Nethys, who I suppose would have probably gone to since Smallman offers under the impression that Onurus is the leader of the party. Onurus, <laughs> you would have been handed the writ. And where exactly is the entrance? The location of the Dark Depository has been lost for over two decades. You're joking. We don't even need a dang writ. No. I don't think they joke. I think they lie. Oh, they do that for sure. I think we're caught up in the technicality. We asked for a writ. We didn't ask for directions. Also, didn't y'all figure out it was like right around here somewhere? Like had something to do with this palace of reeds? Oh, Is bye, honey. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> just dismiss the NPC. <laughs> she says bye, honey. Just shuts the door in her face. Because <laughs> they're rude and I'm not nice to them anymore. <laughs> but yes, you have a writ granting you access. There's nothing in the writ pertaining towards the location of the dark And beneath the gaze of the opener of the way... And where's the Anubis statue? We already know this. I thought it was the Anubis temple. Where there isn't a temple to there, Anubis uh, here. Used not. to be. Oh, you know what? We should find that little kid. No. Where's Neef? Uh, You're like, hey, seriously? Neef, where? We don't need to teach Neef where this is. I, I like the idea that we're like, hey, Neef, you know where this like thing that's been lost to the <laughs> temple itself. No, no, no. I want to know where all the statues and temples of Anubis are. 
There aren't any temples of Anubis in Tefu. Used to be, though. Used to be. I'm sure this little kid probably knows something. Uh, history, For the low, know. low price of a gold piece. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's all you got. You know it somewhere and watch its walk. Can I make some sort of a check? Didn't we look at a map? Well, no, you, you already made the check. You made the knowledge local check to uh, uh, remember that you'd heard rumors that it was somewhere in Wadjet's Walk, but now you'd have to go down to Wadjet's Walk and walk. walk and walk. We could also just go back to the library that had that really old map, the part that was open that had the map that we could look at. Oh, the, that has the historical map with The fancy tattoo? map of the city or whatever? Yeah. Hey, can you divination where this is? Oh, you did that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what if we talk to some of the, like, the priests of Thoth or whatever? Toth? Not Thoth. You think they know? I don't know. You, you know that it will not be listed on the map because all of the rest of the inner sanctum, all of it is underground. And all of them are hidden. It's not going to be listed on a map anywhere. Oh, well, I'm just looking for a temple of uh, Anubis. I'm not looking for the Dark Depository itself. Sure. But some of those other old god temples might know. I'm still up for asking the kid. I don't. He doesn't operate out of this part of the city. He operates out of the docks and the arrival area. I don't know, but he took us all the way to the hotel, or the, the inn. Wasn't that on this side? No, it's in the new city over here. Ain't there a university oh. in this town? Didn't y'all go to some sort it's of university? In the, it's in the Temple of Nethys. Wouldn't there be some sort of historian who might know the city, who might know like a historical place that used uh, to the have a college is not within the Temple of Nethys. You said it was across the way. It's yeah, in the, the area. The temp- that's the Temple of Nethys. Then there's the big walkway area outside that has all the pillars. The center one is the library. And then past that, those buildings there, that's the Academy of Scribes. Yeah, and you said that they operated... They, they operate the t- under the yeah. Temple of Nethys, but... They are not part of the temple. The Nethians aren't going to help us at all. Well, he, they may not. Be, she, she ain't a Nethian. She went to that college. I'm just saying there might be some sort of historian who knows that there used to be an ancient temple of Anubis around here. Because that's the sort of thing historians know. I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, we don't really have any other leads to go on. And we're not asking about the Dark Depository. We're just asking about an Anubis temple, which is weird, but ain't that weird. Hmm. I mean, your options at the moment are you could attempt to go and try to find more information where a temple of Anubis is located. You could use your own knowledge of the city, effectively just go to Wajet's Walk and then use knowledge local to attempt to search around and go, this is where a likely temple would have been, or to just try to follow up on old rumors, because I think both Hollis and Citra made the knowledge check to remember that they were old shrines to the gods, but don't remember exactly where they are, but they were somewhere in Wajet's Walk. Um, you could also go there and just diplomacy to gather information and ask people, oh, hey, on you yours can any? do that real fast because I have that trait. Yeah, same with Citra. Same could, I can yeah. do it for in minutes instead of hours. Or alternatively, you can also literally just go down there and make a perception check. It's the slowest way, but you could just walk around looking for an old shrine or statue or something. Well, do we want to try to. As do we all have that this. trait that gives us the very fast diplomacy? Except for Sudi. Yeah. Huh. Oh, do you also have that? I have Affable, which lets me do it in half the time. Yeah, I don't have that. On also, yours don't forget is, that Hollis is... has that spell that she can commune with the spirit. Oh, yeah, I also have that spell. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, so commune with some spirits. One moment. It's hard to remember all my spells. Mine does it in 1d6 <laughs> times 10 minutes. Mine's even faster than half the time, because normally diplomacy is hours. Hollis could potentially use that spell and try knowledge local, and Sudi, I don't think, has any knowledge local. Nope. So, Sudi could potentially just wander off and start making just perception checks. Yeah. It is sight-based. Ah. Uh. I, I cannot believe that they don't. Uh. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do, and they're just not telling you. They do, and they're just not telling us. I guarantee it. That'd be too easy. That would be too easy. That was not required by Mom and Offers. We're, getting, we're being punished for poor wording, apparently. 
And okay. either she thought we knew where the dark depository was, or... Or she assumed that the hot yo wouldn't... Do what she's doing and not tell us. I doubt it. I was going to say, I doubt that. She's too smart for that. Yeah. Well, well I wouldn't be willing to effectively play with defying her direct order. Uh, yes. Onuris is going to make the diplomacy check. I'll make a perception check, because what else am I going to do? Okay. We only have three days. We have to find this place as soon as possible today. Agreed. So I suppose the the group of you gathered together, you don your gear. I imagine probably even grabbing your backpacks and everything in case you need things like rope, grappling hooks, all the rest of that stuff. That's up to you. I imagine you leave like your bedrolls and tents and all the rest of that behind. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, leave the heavy stuff that we don't I don't think we're but... planning on camping in the dark depository. But the other, like, spelunking well, gear. <laughs> I mean, there's technically no one there to kick you out this time, so you could literally stay down there if you wanted to. <laughs> but Take everything! Yes, <laughs> we take everything. Do you have your little hut thing you can summon? It doesn't summon beds. It's just a little hut of force. Oh, okay. It's an igloo. It's a force igloo. The party, you make your way out. You exit from the Palace of Gentle Reeds and make your way, literally stepping actually out into Wajak's Walk as you make your way out of the palace since Wajak's Walk follows the canal that runs into the heart of Tefu and back out again. I suppose... Uh, Hollis bids farewell to the party as she's uh, taking 25 gold pieces from Sudi and heading off to uh, to purchase a divination scroll, I believe and is her plan. Onuris is going to make diplomacy checks. Okay, so Hollis is going to do that. Sudi, what are you doing? Perceptioning by just walking blindly through the city. She's going to search half-blind. Uh, <laughs> I am also <laughs> diplomatizing. <laughs> Jar. Uh, so Citrus Diplomatizing and on yours is diplo- Diplomatizing. So uh, Hollis, you can go and purchase the scroll without an issue. Um, it then will take you an hour to describe the scroll. Okay. So Can on her it fly over Wadget's Walk and make perception checks? Uh, sure. He's intelligent enough to communicate complex things to you because you can speak to him, so yeah. Can I have gone while Onuris was praying for an hour? Because it only takes me 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, most of the shops open at dawn. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, also remember that you need to mark off the ink to scribe that into your spellbook. I need, I need five. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to my tab, garçon. <laughs> your tab is getting long. You're well over 100. At some point, we'll get loot, I promise. I don't know. Remind me to look up. I, I, I can I think look it up. It's I like five it gold pieces. Hollis, you set off. You purchase the scroll. You come back. To be perfectly honest, I don't have an issue saying that Hollis would have probably... Considering that Hollis knows what's in her spellbook a little bit better than Jessica does. <laughs> and also, no offense to anyone at this table, but I don't think any of us have a 20-something intelligence. She probably would have predicted that you're going to be searching for this place and purchased a scroll that would have been applicable for this I do situation. know how Nethus people work. So, so, Hollis, you're casting Ears of the City. Yeah. Sudi, you're making perception roll. So, yes. Hollis, it's a perception or diplomacy check, I believe. Your choice. Uh... It's definitely going to be diplomacy. I don't even know why I'm looking. Yeah, I, was yeah, I, was I thought say your perception, perception was like a zero. It is. Um, so make a diplomacy check. Make a diplomacy check for Citra. Make a diplomacy check for Onuris. Make a perception roll for Sudi. Do I roll a d6 or do you roll a hey, d6 for the time? I'll roll the d6. That'll play. I roll good. Good for me. Okay. I also rolled okay. Well, I rolled kind of meh, but I got okay. Roll. Oh, and I can do it each round. For the duration of the spell. Since Hollis's spell's a little bit more complex, I'll get back to Hollis here in a second. Uh, Sudi, what did you make on your perception check? I roll a 15 for a 26. Not 26? Bad. Okay. Not too shabby. So, Citra, what did you make on your diplomacy roll? I rolled an 18 for a 29. Okay. On yours, what did you make on your diplomacy check? On yours, rolls a 12 for a 26, and on her, it rolls a 14 for a 24 on his perception. 
So, on your Citra, the two of you kind of set out. You start speaking to some of the local merchants. Fortunately, you're fairly amiable because most of them, when you kind of first walk up, it's immediately bombarding you with, would you like this bolt of silk? What do you think about this hat? Maybe you should look into some of my fruit, et cetera, et cetera, before you're like, look, I'm just, I'm looking for this thing. You can mark off a few silver pieces if you want to pick up a couple pieces of fruit while you're talking to these people. But, mm, mm, if you want some dates, it's mostly dates. Mm. Bad dates. The, uh, no bad dates. Both of you quickly learn that there are no active shrines or places of worship to any of the, uh, the old gods outside of the old city proper. There is a shrine to Abadar, if you want to go and talk to the priests of Abadar. However, they do know that there is, especially in some of the areas just on the outside edge of where the, uh, the new city is, there are some old shrines that were there. Many of the foundations of those buildings were effectively broken down because the shrines, it was, it was during the Kelish and Terragum where the faiths were not actively worshipped. And so the people, when they were constructing their own homes in the new cities, actually took the blocks and stone foundations away from the old shrines and temples. Mm. Um, really, the only thing that kind of kept their superstition away is they did not disturb the statues. Okay, so we need to find the statue. With that, that kind of narrows you down and make all of you kind of make your way down that way, at which point, Sudi, you begin searching around, hopping around, looking for places, using your climb check, clambering up onto the roof. On her Assassin's circling Creed around. style yeah. here. <laughs> you climb up to the very top and you, it does the zoom out thing and on her it does a slow circle around. Yeah. <laughs> and and suddenly I know where out. everything is in the city and then I do a leap of faith. Yep. Then you take uh, 1d3 points of falling damage because you still landed a yielding surface but it would still cause damage. Ow. <laughs> that's not how the game um, works. That's not. It's, I landed in hay. This shouldn't do anything to me. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love those games. It's from up here, up on high, that you notice areas where the city's kind of, it's compacted in, but you can still see that the buildings around that area, while the upper portions of these are still made of, like, local sandstone and, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, adobe, the packed mud mm -hmm. built up around the, the skeletal structure for the buildings. The foundations there are of old stone. This leads you deeper into the new city. Once you get closer to this, I suppose, uh... Hollis, you kind of pause. You're close enough to the area now that you think your divination spell might work, because you kind of have to hone into an area where the, the local spirits and perspective and everything would give you an idea of what's here. I think you can ask one question per round. One question per round, and it lasts one round of level, so eight. Okay. Um, and it's making a diplomacy check each round to gather information as though I've spent a D4 hours talking to local people. So it's not really a question so much as I'm trying to find information on a topic. It, yeah, you, you, you can choose eight topics. But I can change the topic if we figure it out. Are we able to aid at all on these or no? Uh, during, you so. cannot because during this check, Hollis is blind and deaf. Just make sure I don't get run over, okay? Okay. She basically stops and then starts doing like the head jerking thing like uh, Doctor Strange. Wow. <laughs> all right, y'all, it's about to get real weird. I'm about to be blind and deaf. Just don't let me get run over by a cart. Uh, right. She says while standing in the middle of the street. Uh, maybe you well, should go walk. sit on a bench. Well, I might walk. Huh? The target of the spell sees and hears a stream of past scenes and pieces of conversations related to local people and events. The flashes are so brief that, is it, that it is impossible to identify individual people or places, but when the target concentrates on a particular topic or individual, she can piece together a coherent narrative told in a multitude of changing voices in her mind. Okay, maybe I can't just sit on a bench. <laughs> Wowzers. That's a good idea. I guess I'll just sit on a bench. 
So I suppose you settle her down on a bench. All of you kind of gather together. You chant in tone. What's the casting time on that? Standard action. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, Dang. you chant, gesture. Her eyes, which I mean, she has these the large elven eyes where it's like almost all pupil. Like her eyes immediately dilate to like pinprick. What color are your... Gray. So, so it's just kind of these like gray orbs with this pinprick of black. Oh, weird. She seems to literally be absorbing information from somewhere else as far as visual as well as auditory because she just immediately starts tilting her head and looking around kind of like someone in a crowded room trying to pick out individual voices. Hollis, the, the area around you becomes dark. The buildings are still here. You can see the shapes of the buildings around you. They are solitary and steady. They are firmament. However, it is that thing where it's like fast motion photography, where it's just a blur of movement of carts and peoples and the sun rising and setting in fast motion as you're just kind of sitting here and seeing all of this and this cacophony of just noise and voices of people talking about inane, daily, humdrum existence before you reach out into the aether of the city and ask your question. Trying to find a temple. Temple of Anubis, right? Yeah. Temple of Anubis. I guess I'll make this the first one. Okay, that's the most middle answer ever. Uh, 21. A 21 does not succeed. Was that okay. with your bonus from the spell or whatever? Because doesn't it give you a bonus? Uh, no, it just lets her use perception instead of diplomacy. Uh, okay. She'd rather. No, but I get eight chances. <laughs> Dang it, another 10 <laughs> for 21. Jessica rolls eight tens in a row. Okay, that's going to do it. A 30. With a 30, you hear a voice. You hear the voice of what sounds to be a young woman, maybe a child. There are no temples of Anubis and Tefu, but there was a shrine. Mm. It's gone now. Where did it used to be? That would be a second diplomacy okay. check because you're gathering information now on <clears throat> where shrine. it used to be. Where did the shrine used to be? Nope. Unless a uh, 16. Nope. What number is that? That was four. 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 Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to use the black one. Okay. 25? No, 26? Uh, with the 26, the temple was torn down. Its foundations were made to make new buildings. You hear another child's voice. It's not far from here, actually. That's where they had the new old butchery. A third child's voice chimes in. Until the butchery went under. And now it's gone. It's ours. It's ours. Orphanage. I don't know, I'm just guessing. Sorry. What is yours? I guess I'll make my last check as what is yours? Is it an orphanage? Nope. What is it now? Eh, 21. 21? No, the spirits don't respond to you. Whatever this is, it's vague enough that... Mechanically speaking, it's vague enough to be a DC 25 diplomacy check. Ah. Wowzers. But you know it's near. Uh, and it was a butchery. All right. So the shrine was torn down and made into the new old butchery, which is a butchery. But then the butchery closed, and now it is ours... But the voices were all children, so maybe some sort of places where children go. Orphanage. Orphanage. No, why am I doing that in your voice? An orphanage or a school? A school. A temple to somebody who lacks children. Caden? Maybe. A grave? A graveyard of children. Oh, that's, that's sad. Well, I know, but they, you, she was speaking to spirits. That's I why. They could have been spirits. So, 
Yes. But if we could figure out where there used to be a butchery, we might find the location. All right, I guess we're diplomatizing. Yeah, you can make another diplomacy check to search the surrounding area for this uh, butchery. Can I have perception to look for yeah. likely targets? That'll work. I try to help, and I do. I'm going to help on Eurus. Because he has the better diplomacy, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Onyris can also get it done in 10 minutes, so. Alright. Uh, so what did Onyris make on your... I rolled a 16, so I get a 30, plus Hollis's 2 makes 32. And then Sudi's just making a perception roll. Yeah, I just made a perception roll. I rolled a 12 for a 23. And is also diplomatizing? I was going to try to diplomatize, but I only got a 21, so okay. may not work. You know, Sudi, you kind of, you find the you know, the area around here that has the oldest looking buildings. Uh, Onira starts stopping by. This area is, it's part of the new city, but this area is kind of... Old? Well, I mean, one, it's old. It's it's new compared to the old city, but the old city is also 6,000 years old. So the okay. new city is a relative term. Onira says you, you speak to a couple of the locals. You do find this... Uh, this elderly woman that's literally just out in the alleyway between two buildings where she's hung up one of her rugs and is just going to town on it <laughs> with this broom, just beating the crap out of the sand. You kind of, you interrupt her, you know, almost like having a half duck under a swing as she turns back around to ask her about this butchery. Oh, there was a, a butcher, Caleb. Uh, it was just down the way, down about a half block down and then you go through the alleyway it's not on the main street it was kind of this back area there you'll know what there's this there's a small there was a sty there for where they kept the goats and the pigs and such but as oh well he he died tragically died fell off of his uh his donkey and died oh <laughs> that's unfortunate it was, it was maybe ooh, 30 years ago a few people tried, but it's it's not on the street, so it doesn't get a lot of thoroughfare business. You have to know that it's there. You know, now it's you know, just the local kids hang around there and throw rocks and wrestle with each other in the mud, just being delinquents and no use to anyone. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you for your help. Mm-hmm, okay. Well, that makes sense, on account of they were children telling me that's where they were. Well, I mean, it does fit the description, so let's go check it out. So we head that way. Yes. Okay. You make your way down. You know, the streets here are, are fairly active, but you kind of, it's that thing where you make your way down, you find this alleyway. It's just located between these two homes that rise up about two stories on the left, three stories on the right, and cast this entire area into shadow. Ropes hang between the windows here, back and forth across the alleyway, and various lines of clothing hanging out to dry people's mm-hmm. clothing from the washes. But the moment you step in here, you're out of the direct sunlight, and the temperature feels like it drops 10 degrees. And it's that weird thing where just something with the design for this alleyway is such that it, it isolates sound. The street noise behind you just kind of disappears as you begin to make your way deeper into the alleyway. Between that and it's just the occasional snapping sound of the wind catching some of the clothing overhead and just snapping like flags in the wind as you make your way deeper. I see what she means about if you didn't know it was here, I wouldn't have come down this way. And if you're trying to hide something like, you know, the entrance to the dark depository, somewhere nobody goes, mm-hmm. perfect place to People put it. Would have the entrance has probably been here forever. Uh. I don't think they intended to hide it. I think it was an unintentional 
loss during the Kalashite takeover. Know. I also think we ain't telling these Nethians about it because they don't deserve to know where this knowledge is. They I know think they know where it, it is. is. They're no, just they not don't. telling us. Well, according to that girl, anyway. Well, maybe she was not high enough rank to know. Maybe I'm sure the Hatia or the other high priests know where it is. Exactly. I mean, there are hundreds of them that are just lost. Regardless, let's see if there's an entrance here. You, you hear the children before you see them. Send in the cat. What? <laughs> <laughs> what cat? Oh, you chased the cats, and now I chase you. <laughs> Vengeance. Uh, what is this Toy Story? You know, ahead of you, you hear you hear the laughter of small children. You hear the shouts of what are probably you know young teenage boys and girls yelling at each other. You know, as you approach closer, it's that uh, it's that creepy horror movie thing where you hear like the the nursery rhymes being <laughs> sung down the approach. Uh. I'm a little teapot echoing down at you as you make your way forward. And it's all slow and like you know, kind of morose sounding. Yeah. Great. And then the second we exit, they're like, oh, adults, and everyone stops talking. Yeah. I don't think they'd be singing a little teapot down in Assyria. Whatever the Assyrian equivalent <laughs> of I'm a little teapot is, is being sung in the background as you make I'm your way forward. Jar, like what? what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to make an a Egyptian. A little canoptic jar, short and stout. Here is my jackal head. Here is my snout. Snout. <laughs> ah, no. When I get all filled up, <laughs> seal me up. Uh, no. Put me in the tomb and then good luck. Cover me <laughs> up. Oh my no, god. That's weird. All right, or it could be one of those it could be one of those nursery rhymes where it's actually like the warning kind of like uh, Yeah, except for it's about yeah. the the Takenu thing or whatever it is. Oh when yeah. I get all steamed up, see me. I don't know, fly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tip me over and pour me out. Do not do that. This was a very weird <laughs> yes. direction that I don't like. The uh, the four of you make your way out and into this open courtyard area. Ahead of you, you can see this building old run down. A sty sits next to it. A sign hangs out front and just blows slowly back and forth. That creak, creak back and forth in the winds that make its way through the alleyway denoting this as the jackal's prize in front huh. of this you can see a dramatic looking statue of anubis it's strange because at one point this statue is probably in the center of a temple but all the foundation stones and such were taken away even though this foundation would have probably raised it up to about 10 feet so it's actually on this like 10 foot rough pedestal of stones that they didn't take away from underneath the statue and then this 9 foot tall jackal statue wow. stands towering there the statue stands tall and dramatic with that the ancient Osirian build to their god statues where it's that inverted wedge okay. shape where it's yeah. broad shoulders, skinny waist. The statue's head is turned to the side as if glancing off towards the left and you're facing towards it. So glancing off towards your right as you approach and seems to be holding up oddly one arm, although the forearm and such of that arm is just broken off as if it was gesturing dramatically with one hand. Uh, its other one still holds what looks to be uh, the three-ended flail that the statues of Anubis standardly hold. Mm. I think you guys were attacked by one of those once by a statue of Anubis. Yeah. So. Indeed we were. We were. At least 20 children oh. are here, ranging in age from probably six or five to the oldest being maybe 13 or 14. They pause 
all in like mid motion. Some of them just kind of slowly, like some of them were at a full tilt run and do that. Like they just slowly <laughs> drop to a stop as they all just kind of turn towards you. Hi. Good morning. Don't mind us. They nervously glance around amongst themselves. The door to the butchery opens and a single figure emerges. The skinny, disheveled, and still, once again, you cannot determine boy ah. or girl figure of Neef. Huh. Neef! That's funny because Neef would have actually really been helpful. He would have been super <laughs> helpful. Rachel was right. Dang it. Huh. They glance you over. Hello, Well, Neef. this is awkward. Is it? Good evening, Neef. Decided to take me up on that tour. Actually, nope. we had already at the destination of our tour, unfortunately. Maybe. Onyris glances around we're at just, all the children. We're just looking at this here statue. Huh. Okay. You, you just came for the uh, the local tour, then. Yeah. More or less. They make their way forward. You notice as they kind of draw your attention, the other children start slinking back into the shadows or back out of sight. We're not here to interfere with whatever what? it is you all are doing here. Yeah, I'm sure. We just need to take a look at this statue. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. You are You're trespassing. Joking. This um, is what not... was the rhyme? Because we can look at the statue from where we're standing right now. It's beneath the gaze of Anubis. That's all it says. Or the opener of the ways. So well, somewhere around here. Yeah. Okay, then I don't think we need to make a deal because I can see where he's looking. Yeah, but we're going to have to... There's going to be a secret passage or some ridiculousness that we're going to uh, have yeah. to find. Yeah, maybe. I believe this is public property. Unless you have the deed to this building. <laughs> I believe ownership is nine-tenths of the law. I believe you probably are not going to win that argument with this guy. I'll offer you ten gold if you guys just clear out for a couple hours. Onyris looks at you like you're insane. Yeah, like, like come on. You can make a sense motive if you so wish. Yeah, my sense motive wasn't great, though. I only got a 16. Can I do it? I want a sense motive. Yeah. Nope, not one. I figure it's for all the kids. That's why I said ten. No, that's Wait, fine. <laughs> ten. Oh, um, how about 11? We'll call it a deal. How about you take 10? How about you take the generous offer? Because we're going to be here regardless. <laughs> All this, like, so, looks so over. So just, like, limbers up his limbs a little bit, just flexes a Are bit. Are we going to fight children? <laughs> no, I'm not going to fight no. children. I'm trying to intimidate them. Fair. Okay, oh, Hollis you, looks at Sudi, you do that, and then Hollis looks at... Do you want to make an intimidate Sidra? check? No, no, I don't want to intimidate them because I have a bad intimidate. <laughs> All right, 10's fine, but you can't go inside the building. Why? What's inside the building? That's where we live. Oh, I don't think we have any need to go in there. I mean, if you need to, we can negotiate, but... Ten gold, and we have access to everything in this area. That's where we live. I'm not... I'm not letting you in there to go ruffling around. We're not going to take anything. Well, he has no reason to trust us. They glance over towards Onuris before, you know, just kind of dismissively waving away and turning back towards Citra. Ten gold, you said. Ten gold. Here we, we go. We have to have access to that building. We don't know where, what we're we looking for. We can renegotiate if we need access then to it. we'll renegotiate, but for right now, let's do what we need to I'm do. I'm an amiable person. I would be willing to listen to some negotiation. Ten gold, please. Ten gold. And clear out. They'll clear out. What nope, do you mean you they'll clear out? The Everyone team. clears out. <laughs> Neef's not going to clear out because he wants to oh, see what we're up w- to. Well, no, he wants to guard their house. Also possibly Because that's yes. where they live. No. I'll make my way in. I won't get in your way. But I'm not leaving our place undefended. Oh, well, that's fine. That makes sense. Uh, that seems reasonable. This is ridiculous. 
I mean, it's understandable. Everything they may own may be in there. Who knows? I wouldn't leave they, my stuff undefended. Yeah, takes the gold pieces from you. Yeah. Citra clinks it into his little uh, hand. Mutters something. They take all the gold from you, gives you a smile and a bow, but kind of mutters something under their breath as they make their way past on your wrist, clinks oh. it over towards them. I want to see if I can hear it. I only got a 16. 16? Perception to hear that or what? Or sense motive? Uh, it would be perception. perception. Oh. Hey, I have good hearing. I didn't roll well, though. I, I get a uh, roll of four for a 19 on my perception. I actually got a 17 then. 19, 17. Since you don't completely pick it up, uh, Sudi, with your cat-like ears, do you speak halfling? Neef's a halfling! <laughs> He's a half... No, I don't. No, no, uh, Neef's pretty tall, obviously not a halfling. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't I don't speak halfling because why? where in the world would I have learned halfling? There's halflings here. I mean, there are, but, like, that was not, like, a trade language or anything, so... Keep, um, keep in mind, I did start this thing speaking uh, Osterion and Catfolk and Sphinx only, yeah, what, so... Uh, what all languages do you speak? Uh, Osiriani catfolk, Sphinx, common, and ancient Osiriani. Yeah, so it says something in a language you yeah. don't understand. But they make their way up towards the top of the steps, turn, bow, do that kind of like bow thing while they walk backwards into the uh, building and just shut the door. Almost. I huh. pull the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Like, they speak a language I didn't not understand. Yeah. Let's it's not worry about it. Let's have a look around. It's ridiculous for them to think we're going to take anything of theirs. It's insulting. They're well, children who are living on the streets. Of course they're nervous about fair, it. A lot of, uh, let's say, less reputable people would. Anywho, puzzle time. <laughs> All the spell set is under the gaze of the opener of the way. Right, which could technically be the entire temple area for all exactly. we know. I bet it's where he's looking. Does he happen to be looking at the ground somewhere? Well, he wasn't looking straight. She, uh, no, he's, he his head is turned to the left. Turned. Oh, okay, well, we As, Effectively, the statue's standing there, crook in one hand, head turn, doing this. Except, his, except for the arm is yeah. missing. Okay, well, so we... Let's look in that direction. Yeah, so we go down, I guess, to the left and Follow start the gaze. looking around for secret doors and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's looking directly out of wall off towards the left-hand side. Oh, what was the next part? That's about the puzzles. Oh, I was wondering if maybe it was some sort of... Mm-mm. It's, you must face the three choices, fear, sorrow, and disgust. But it says, at the pleasure of the fan bearer, beneath the gaze of the opener of the way. At the pleasure of the fan bearer. Which is well, Bob that's and how Opera. We, that's how, yeah, that's how we got our, our invite, right? And... Under the gaze of the opener of the way is Anubis. So the entrance should be somewhere around here, and then there's going to be the puzzles or the challenges yeah. once we get inside. Well, Citrus starts looking around, see if there's any like catches, releases, secrets, I anything cast like detect that. magic. Yeah, you can search this. Uh, you do not detect any magical auras other than the stuff that you guys are carrying yourselves. Also, I guess, perception for yeah. secret passages. Yes, yeah, so you can perception search in the wall for a secret door. <laughs> Didn't do well. Yeah. I only got 19. Uh, I got a 20. Uh, I'll also allow a knowledge engineering check. Oh, hey, that's Oh, neat. I have that. I have that. Wow. No, I roll poorly. I got a 24. Well, that's great, because I got an 11. Because I rolled gets a 25 on his perception. So, Sudi, Citra on yours, you make your way over. You begin filling along the walls, looking for seams, checking the edges, looking for releases. Hollis, you kind of look this over. Before they even announce that they haven't found anything, you're not surprised. The construction on this building can't be more than a couple hundred years old. Whereas this shrine here must have been thousands. The buildings are too young. It has to be somewhere older. 
Well, maybe we need to look around more until we find an older building? Or older... It can't be too far. If this wasn't a temple, it was a shrine. It couldn't have been that yeah. large of a building. Does the head move? Like, could I rotate that head? Making your way over there, it's a climb check to get up on top of it to try to... Unless I mean, you want to fly can, or levitate Sudi or something has natural like climb, so I can just climb up there real quick. See if you can turn that there head. Can I? Are there any hieroglyphics or anything faded out on the base? Is there anything? More likely than not, there were at some point, but all the stones that surround the foundation of this were taken away. Well, I meant like on the base of the statue. No, the statue would have stood on the temple floor. Mm. It's now on a pedestal just because everything else on the foundation was removed, but you don't see any hieroglyphics or markings or anything. The only hieroglyphic on it is that he wears a necklace that has the ovular cartouche design that denotes this as a statue of, of Anubis, if you aren't able to just look at the jackal head and determine that. Yeah. See if his head moves. Climbing up there, you'd find the the head seems to be solidly in place. You can hmm. make a strength check if you want to try to force it. No, no. don't break the head off. I'm definitely what, not going to do that. What do you see from up there? What did Akathai see? Um, uh, so I guess I'll make a perception to like try to like do the thing where I like line my head up with his to like see if he's gazing at anything specific. Yeah, you can go ahead and make a perception roll. Sight based. Of course. Ah, perfect twenty for a thirty-one. You kind of climb up there. Like I said, the the statue is effectively standing on a ten-foot pedestal, and the statue itself is like another nine feet tall. So I'm like basically twenty feet up. You stand up on top of this, like straddle on either side of, on either of Anubis's shoulders, like he's boosting you up. Follow his gaze, look down, look back that way, look down, look back that way. Raise up a hand to kind of point. The statue's head is at a slight incline. It's not like he's looking off and level. He's looking down a few degrees. Ah. You look over towards the building across the way. You can see over the top of that, and you can see that there's another... Because right now, you're basically three stories up. So you yeah. can see over the top of the two-story building there. You can see that there's another building on the other side. And then maybe behind that building, there's like... You can see the top of the block there. You can see a couple buildings in the rows on the front. You can see some area on the inside. But it looks like there's maybe some sort of courtyard behind the buildings the next block over. Huh. That seems to be the direction that he's pointing. Yes, yeah, so we, I climb back down, let everybody know that there's a courtyard... I guess, what, a block over? Yeah, basically. And then we go walk over there. Mm-hmm. I think Nefer's trouble before we uh, go. He's in the he's in the house. He got, hit, he got his reward. Yeah, you kind of shout that. You him. hear from one of the windows that overlooks the courtyard. It's like, okay, good luck. Yeah. Let me know if you need a guide again. <laughs> I think you just became his number one client. Because she ridiculously overpaid him. Hey, That's I know fine. what it's like to be hungry. I'd rather than be able to eat without having to steal from pockets. Yep. They had a point. Got to pick a pocket or two. All right, we'll head all over there then. A lot of you make your way. You exit out of here. You cross back across the street on the other side. You make your way past, you know, another group of people just currently hanging up their clothes here. And some people back in the alleyway right now just like bringing in their wet clothes that they went down to the river to wash. It's laundry day for everyone today. You make your way back past this and into this back courtyard. A few small plots have been set up back here. Individual little gardens behind each of the homes here, in which they seem to be growing a variety of different vegetables and such. In the center of the courtyard, it was is what looks to be an old well. You don't think it's seen use in a long time as a heavy stone seal has been placed on top of this well. 
Well, we're going to need to move that. Uh, yeah. Anyone approaching it may make a perception roll. One. Uh, 18. Uh, 13, because I also rolled a one. <laughs> I just got a total of one. On yours, gets a 20. Very well. On yours, you're the only one to notice this as you approach. Very, very faintly across the top of this are lines carved into its surface. At one point, these were probably apparent prevalent, but millennia of sand before these buildings were constructed around here seems to have worn it away. And at first you look at it and think, it's an eye. Uh. So you kind of walk around it, circle it. But the design is off. Reversed. It's not the eye of Horus, it's the eye of Nethys. That jerk. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey, dirt! I think we're in the right spot, then. Seems Help me way. push this. Alright. So, Onuris and Sudi will go try to maneuver this off. I'm assuming it's a strength check. It is, in fact, a strength check. Ready. Your modifier is probably Set. higher than mine. Okay. Onuris aids, just barely. Uh, so that all is... Aid if you want I try to. to aid! I aid. I don't! Okay, so plus <laughs> four. <laughs> so that's a 16. 16? I rolled poorly. It takes you some time. It's a lot of, like, Sudi grabbing onto this, pushing. Um, Onuris is pretty fit himself and, you know, straining against this. Citra is kind of basically on the other side instead of not pulling, but actually, you know, taking out her water skin and trying to, like, get some water under it so she can, you can get some the lack yeah. of traction, get something moving. Hollis feebly, you know, pushes yeah. against the side of this. Sudi, I suppose, for the hundredth time is just like, oh... Miss Sagira. Right? Oh. Seriously. <laughs> Sagira would have just flipped this thing off. Anyway. Yep. Uh, or Jessica would have rolled a one, either way. She would have rolled a one or a 20, whichever one would be more. Generally, yeah, generally how it works. Eventually, you don't manage to get this off of here. You do manage to slide it over enough so that there's about a two foot gap. Can I see the bottom? Looking down this, no. Wow. As you kind of look down, on yours, leans in, sticks his head in, puts a hand up to make sure the artifact doesn't fall off his head as he stares down into this hole. It descends down further than your 60 feet. Yeah, there's probably a dead hand at the bottom. I ain't going. <laughs> God, when Zelda turned into a horror game for a while. Yep. But just inside, a couple feet off towards the right-hand side, you can see iron rungs bolted into the wall descending down into the deep, deep shaft. I'm going to cast light on a copper piece and flick hey, it down. Dirt. Okay. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Everybody or just him? I could say two people could get their heads over it. So if a second person wants to roll, they can. I got a 23. 26. On yours, you cast this light spell. You just take the copper piece out, drop it. Neef jumps out of nowhere, grabs it. <laughs> Neef's a dragon. You watch it fall and fall and fall and eventually when it's almost this pinprick of light you don't hear a clank but it stops getting smaller it's wow. a long way down uh, fall. both of you with a perception with your perception check would estimate that it's at least 400 feet wow wow right. fall. there are rungs on the side other than the rungs however you do note that if you are not using the rungs you will not be able to climb down this sooty would not be able to climb down this. It is a pure, smooth surface, as could only be made with magic. 
Oh, spiffy. Mm-hmm. As right, if someone well. just disintegrated a hole straight down 400 feet. Uh-huh. Onuris is going in. Me too. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to cast the invisibility and then I'm going to. Do we want to tie a rope just for safety? Uh, we would need a lot of rope. More I've got 50 feet on me, and it's 400 feet down. Yeah, but so. we don't know how good these rungs are if they actually go all the way down. This is old. Is this made of stone? The surrounding walls, yes. You can stone shape it. I have stone shape, but I don't think I could make a staircase. That's make a slide. Make a slide. I trust <laughs> the rungs more than a slide. Yeah, a slide, slide. seems scary, but I don't, I don't think I could make something that deep. <laughs> With mm-hmm. stone shape. Onuris is using the wrong. Yeah, keep in mind we have to get back right. out of this place. Yeah, I know. Although yeah. maybe not. Maybe we will. We, we will then be camping here because this seems like a trek. We should there definitely camp way. here. Yeah. Okay. I guess down into the dark depository we go. I would uh, insist Sudis go first, just because I do have pretty good strength and good climb. So potentially I could like grab you if like a rung breaks or something like that. Yeah, so the, the shaft is unfortunately the shaft is by the way about ten feet across. Uh, oh, which so means there's no like bracing yourself. Yeah, there's no side. way to brace yourself or anything Jeez, else. Um, it's gonna be a nightmare. I suppose you grab onto the rungs and start to descend. I can see invisible things though, just in case. Yeah. Yikes! This sounds terrifying. By the way, guys, Sudi, you take point. Can I just say before we dive in? Can I just make a perception check to see if we're being watched? Oh yeah, let's make sure we're not being followed yeah, go by ahead and me. Make a perception roll if you want. Oh, God, I can't roll above a five today. Seventeen. Seventeen? <sighs> yeah. No, you, you're pretty sure you're clear. Alright. Sudi's head disappears below the surface. I imagine I'm like slowly testing my weight on like every single rung. Yeah. You can say one thing. With the top of this, and particularly with the uh the Osirian climate, there is almost the air here is incredibly dry. No moisture, nothing to accumulate on these bars and begin to accumulate rust. These bars have probably been here for thousands of years, but for all the wear that they had, they could have been installed yesterday. Wow, nice. You begin to descend, hear the sound of Citra probably climbing in directly above you, followed by Onuris, Hollis taking up the end, the nervous clucking sound of sugar inside of her basket. <laughs> on her it? It's got to get down here somehow. Cool. I, I like the idea that we're all just like, okay, there's a copper piece down there, and on her, it's just like, click off, and just like, go straight down. I'm going to assume that you probably just, to calm them down a little bit, put a hood on top of them, tell them to grab onto your shoulder and hold tight and start descending. The clink, clink, clink of your boots hitting the rungs follows you down as you begin to make your way down this shaft. A hundred, maybe two hundred, then three hundred than 400 feet to the point that your ears start to kind of ring a little bit and after a couple of yawns you can get them to pop to adjust to the pressure as you make your way this far down it is other than the sounds you yourselves are making disturbingly just quiet as you make your way down into the depths and you can hear every scrape and motion on yours did you cast another light spell did you remove it from your copper piece and cast it? I guess so. I mean... Yeah, because otherwise, like, yeah. I can't probably climb and hold an ever-burning torch, so... I mutter K-Hound. Okay. So you could either leave the light down there and just trust in the Wayfinder, or it's up to on yours. If Sudi asks for it, I'll cast it. Otherwise, probably not. I right. would like to have light. Okay. I mean, I have low light vision, but that does nothing down here. She cast it on her... She activated her Wayfinder. Oh, okay. Then I can probably say okay. Yeah. That way we can use the pinprick to know how far we are, or how close we are to the bottom. Sudi, you eventually reach 
towards the bottom. You get close enough as you're casting your gaze down, looking down, and the shaft as you begin to descend, stopping every once in a while, because even without the fact that you're climbing the surrounding walls, you climb, you could descend down this much faster than your compatriots could if you needed to. Yeah. It's a DC. And by the way, anyone that can take 10 on a climb check and get a zero can make this climb. Yay. So, yeah. Yeah. Wizards. Wizards. <laughs> I can take 10 and get an eight. I don't know Hall's strength, but. 10. Oh, okay. So she can take 10 and get a 10. She's fine. Heck, that means that she could, uh, she could climb up ship rigging if she wanted to. Yep. Hey, nice. As long as it wasn't raining. <laughs> As you descend down, Sudi, you get this feeling like that copper piece landed almost perfectly. Either on Eurus' throw was perfect, or it did this bounce, so it just kind of rolled almost into the center of the room. Almost into the iris of this eye of Nethys staring up at you as you descend down. Goodness. Carved into the floor. Creepy. And as you reach the bottom, you see a large pair of bronze double doors on one wall engraved with the eye of Nethys and with two depictions of the god. One where you can see him on the on the left-hand panel where he's facing right, extending a hand which crackles with fire and lightning. The other on the left-hand panel where you can see the left side of the god extending his left hand, pulsing with energy and flowing with what appears to be some sort of holy light. Both of these are done in the traditional Osirian design. In both of these, it depicts Nethys in a manner by which he is not commonly depicted. Burned and halved, yes. But it's also Nethys wearing the phronic beard and headdress. Ooh, old version. I definitely think we're in the right place. This is so cool. There's only a single hieroglyph on the capstone. And what does it say? Denoting this as the Dark Depository. Oh, y'all, this is amazing. Well, if we had any doubts, they spell it out for us now that we're all the way down here. Is this a dusty place or is this one clean? I glance up to make sure nobody has shut the door. Oh, the capstone? Yeah. Looking up, you can just see this this crescent moon of light from where you slid that thing over before. And just the far distant city above you. We would have heard the scraping of somebody messing with it on the way down. It's kind of like that uh, portion of the ring video. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah, looking yeah. Up and then all you see is the ring. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, but currently it's open. <laughs> so I'm going to detect magic. We need to be on the lookout for fear, sorrow, and disgust. Great. All right, so... Uh, so you're detecting magic. Is uh, there anything else here besides just, like, these double doors that are... No, it is It is literally a circular shaft. The floor here is covered with one massive mural of the Eye of Nethys, and then there's this large set of uh, bronze double doors. Huh. Uh, okay. Detecting magic. You can make me a perception roll. Eh? I also see invisibility if that helps. Okay. Um, I get a it 10. Might. No, you don't detect any magic. It's weird that you made a perception roll on yeah, the magic. Yeah, it is weird. Magic. Yeah, Citra would like to just kind of look over these statues yeah. really closely check before we try going in. Yeah, checking yeah. for all the traps. Yeah, you can make a perception roll if you so wish. It's perfectly average. Uh, is it a trap? <laughs> Maybe. Go ahead and add your bonus. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, 26. No, no, you don't see any traps. Well, if she gives the all clear, these doors are made of bronze. Yeah, there's two large bronze double doors. Onyris uh, would nod to Sudi to take uh, one side and I'll take the other. I think Hollis is going to ready a dispel magic just in case. Cool. Um, push. Is it push or pull? Uh, you push. Okay. So I'll take one side, you take the other, and we all push. Right. We push. Dramatically. 
Uh, Citra, go ahead and make me another perception roll. Oh. Oh, <laughs> 28. Very well. Sudian on yours, you push, shoving these doors. They begin to creak open. At first, there's a little bit of resistance, and then it starts to glide forward smoothly. It's obvious these doors have not been opened in... I mean, to your knowledge, the last transfer here was 100 years ago, so in 100 years. Wow. As the two of you push these open, you're kind of leaning into it and looking down. Citra, you're parked looking over their shoulders, keeping an eye on the door for any signs of something. It's then as the door slides open that you notice on the threshold on the other side, complex magical rooms. Oh, boy. With a centralized glyph. I will give it, though to Jessica because she is ready in action as this pulses with a brilliant red no. light. <laughs> okay. As Paulus is like, I know how Nethian's thing on the other yeah. side I of think the door. Is the first the time you've ever like, we've been like, we're going to raid a dispel in cases of magic trap. So props to Jess. For we don't roll that. around with wizards often. Also. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say yeah. though. You have a ready to action. It is beginning to activate. You will have one chance to dispel this with your dispel magic action. It is not a counterspell because you were readying an action to just dispel once you saw something trigger, so you don't need to worry about that. But uh, you will not be able to identify it before you dispel it. Uh, Okay, that's fine. All right. Can I identify it as I see the glow? Uh, No, because it's a trap. So (laughs) you'd have to. You won't know until it goes off. I wonder how you would have detected this. You had to roll high. Maybe. Yeah, Citra just barely missed it with her second check. To Dang it. Zero perception. I figured probably it was 30. Yeah. Yeah. I rolled the a 10 and a 12. for you to realize that the door would be thick enough for you not to be able to detect oh. magic through that, that much metal. Nice. Because uh, obviously Nethians would expect other wizards to be coming down here and so okay. would anticipate this. Trixie. Uh, all right, you'll need to make a, uh, a caster level check against this as you begin to see it start to pulse with red oh, light. Oh, no. It's not a great roll. Uh-oh. Uh... 14? 14? Oh, We're getting boomed. Six. <laughs> We're getting boomed. So, Hollis, you extend your hand, probably letting out a shout, calling upon your magical power. It hits whatever this... You can only see, assume, rune laid out by probably the high priest of Nethys. As for a moment, it flickers before it's just like a wave cresting over as the magic pulses. Can I know what it is, then? <laughs> it's probably... The rune no turns... Frigid. Uh oh, cold time. And I'm going to need a reflex save from everyone inside of the shaft, which would oh, be boy. everyone in the party. Including, ah, crud. Including the animal companions, because this is an area effect and familiars and such. Well, uh, keep in mind that Sugar has improved cover inside of her satchel, which okay. means that if she makes her save, she saves for nothing because she's got the improved cover. Well, Sugar gets a 19. I'm going to go ahead because I have a feeling this is going to be awful and use my cat's power because I only rolled a six. <laughs> uh, cats let go. Cats look why? I rolled a five, so I... Jeez. Ah, <clears throat> All right, so... All right, Sugar gets a 19. Sugar saves. Good. Hollis gets a 14. Okay. Sudi? Uh, Sudi gets a 16. Okay. Citra also gets a 19. Okay. On yours? On yours gets a 20, and on her it gets a 26. That's a fast bird. What the... Wow, jeez. <laughs> well, he's a hawk. I rolled, I rolled a 17, and his reflex save is a nine. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> Citra has evasion, correct? Yes. Sudi, do you have improved? I have evasion, evasion, yeah. Do you have improved? Heck no. Okay. Sadly. That's right, because you're... Because I, I jumped off the monk track before I, I would get yeah, I don't have evasion or approved evasion because it was archetype. It's one of the Okay, so Citra saves for no damage. 
Uh, I have energy absorption 21. Or did 21. you pick cold today? You don't have to pick. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's nice. And yours has five cold resistance. Oh, three times your level. Three times eight is what, 24? Yes. Sweet. He's rolling a lot of dice here, guys. This is a cone of cold, y'all. I hope not. You know that's what this is. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Hollis, Sudi, you both take 36 points of cold damage oh! as this room explodes into frigid ice and death. Ow, it's I cold. 15. Well, good for you. I on unhurt, you both take 18 points. I take 13. Oh, yeah, fine. Your bird takes 18 points. Citrus somehow flips back out of the way and just tucks behind Sudi as this blast catches Sudi full on in the face. And Hollis, I imagine, turns, gets hit with this fool, but just kind of tucks and covers her familiar satchel as Sugar is completely shielded from the blast. All right, y'all, let's take a second. On her, it screeches and flies fluttering up into the air as feathers rain down. Frost forms over everything here, chilling all around you as your breath puffs out in cold bursts. What was that? I'm going to go with a magic spell. Probably a trap. What's on the ground? Frost. What's frost? All right, y'all. Actually, I don't know if Citra would know that. No, yeah, we, we live in a desert. There's no, like, frost here. It's cold. It's called ass. Ice. Ice. Oh, they said ice. I heard it too. <laughs> do that without sounding like that, okay? On your ice. channels, everybody gets 19 back. Okay. I'm back to full. Uh, Hollis takes a minute, prepares resist energy communal, and thinks. What element would be next? Fire. I don't know if they would risk fire in a library. Oh, yeah. So cold, acid. Is it cold or electricity. Again? Electricity. Well, electricity that can damage catches, books, too. Acid would destroy your books. Yeah, I think I, I think it would be cold again. Probably cold. All right, I do cold again. Okay, so everybody gets resistance. I'm also cold. Cold still. I am missing 17 hit points. Cough, cough. Really? For 17? Well, this early into the day? If he took another cone of cold, he would die. Potentially. <laughs> what's what's the resistance you gave us? Sorry, 20. Okay. Resist 20, cold. And that will last... For a bit. 10 minutes per level, divided by... You get 10 20 back. 20 minutes each. Yay. 20 minutes each. That's fine. Okay. You stand down here in the frigid cold. Uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a spellcraft if they so wish. Um, do. Don't have that. 20. With, uh, with, if you cast read magic, you can actually make an easier spell cast. I cast read magic. I cast read magic. Okay. On yours doesn't do that just because of 27 on a spellcraft. I get a 26. On yours doesn't need helper spells. I, I got a, I rolled a 20. I don't know what the read magic does for me. It decreases the DC. Okay. So the three of you kind of glance this over. This is a glyph of warning. Specifically, actually, it's a greater glyph of warning. Oh, lovely. These are spells only known to priests. It's a sixth level cleric spell. Wow. Wowzers. They are extraordinarily, to, to give the benefit of the doubt to Citra, glyphs of warding are made specifically to be extraordinarily difficult to notice or disable. Mm. As in, this was a DC 31 perception check. Oh, oh wow. So it's it's <clears throat> wow. surprising Citra made it as close as she did, to be perfectly honest. I rolled Goodness. a 12. I could have made it. Yeah, you could have made it, but... Yeah, chances were against you. Mm -hmm. I would have had gotten, what, like a 23 or 24 to dispel that? You would have needed a 21. 21. Yeah, it's a Dang 11th it. level caster, so. It was within the realm of possibility yeah. for you. Would have been hard, though. 
but these are permanent until discharge, so you have no idea how many of these there might be down here. Uh, all of you know that Glyphs of Warding can do blast attacks like this. They can also summon creatures to attack people. They can do a variety of things. There probably is some sort of bypass to this, although you don't know what the bypass to this is. It's usually a command word, but it can also be an object. I choose to use my lens of detection from here on out. Okay. Uh, good plan. Good plan. All right. Yeah. I suppose we start making our way forward. It gives me, what, a plus four? Yeah. Citra leading the way with her, you know, magnifying glass in front of her, like old school Sherlock Holmes cartoons. Yeah. I would argue that if you're using that, it would probably reduce your trap spotter range to five feet, because I think you have to use the lens of detection on something within five feet of you. I, I think she's very carefully going to check stuff anyway. Yeah. So, so effectively, it means that you'll still get your trap spotter if you're taking point, but you wouldn't be able to look past Sudi with you okay, using the magnifying Okay, so I'll glass. have to take point then. Okay. Okay. There must be some good stuff down here. Well, I mean, that's what we're hoping. They, I'm hoping for answers. They seem to also keep this part of the library clean. Uh, clean as you can at the bottom of a well. It's not a real well. It was never a real well, I don't think. I haven't seen any water. No, they made it. It's pretty smart, actually, if you wanted to put something far in the ground to just make it the well. Mm-hmm. Wells are deep. Is this the only way in or out? Is my... You know, you would always create, like, a back door. That way you could get in and out just in case, well, you know, if something came in. Well, one long back door, though, because, I mean, we're... What, maybe 400 feet underground? If they constructed it similar to a tomb, there's not going to be another way out. Potentially, this. You make your way forward, pushing open these doors the rest of the way, waiting for the next blast of magical energy. (laughs) Knowing that the Nethians would probably fill this place, much as Sudi was excitedly saying with traps. Actually, that was me saying that. Sudi is not excited about traps. Hollis continues detecting magic. You make your way into this passage. A hallway stretches ahead of you. It's about 10 feet wide. Tablets, statues, icons, and carvings cram the surrounding walls on a variety of different shelves. You notice that the blast from the uh, glyph of warding was contained entirely into the shaft. And as such, this room was completely protected from its damage. Oh, also, I'll give it to Citra. When you're checking the glyph, you know that it's not going to reset. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, that's good. It was a one use. As you make your way forward, ahead of you, you can see that effectively the hallway ends in an intersection and then continues past that. And then it's basically a a crossroads here where it reaches another hallway just as wide. Strangely, as you make your way forward to this point, you would notice a number of things of interest. First off, in the center of this hallway is what looks like a pile of bones, like a massive pile of bones. Anyone that wishes to may make me... Let's go ahead and make it a perception roll. Hey, perfect 20. Okay, I hope Sugar would see it, but she didn't. Uh, I get a 7. <laughs> 31. I only rolled a 15. I cannot get my perception today. That's okay, yeah. I rolled real bad all day. On yours, gets a 25. Okay. So, Sudi, you're kind of the first one to notice this. On yours, notices it a moment afterwards that this isn't actually a pile of stones. Or a pile of uh, bones. It sits in total at seven feet in height, but the bones seem to be interlaced, tied together by what looks to be old sinew. Gross. Disgust. And after a second, you realize that it's actually a cross-legged figure with his arms wrapped around himself in the position somewhat of a pharaoh so or a mummy, so it'd be sitting cross-legged with his arms wrapped over his chest capped with the skull of a crocodile 
Although were this crocodile alive, it would have probably been 20 or 30 feet in length, as the skull is ginormous. It looks to be some sort of bone statue that just sits in the center of the floor. Does it radiate magic? No, although I will also give this to you if this is your suspicion. If it were a golem, it would not. Yeah. I know, but I was just also wondering maybe it was some sort of... Uh, it does not... And if it was a skeleton, the animated magic would have oh, dissipated okay. by this point. Uh, where's that threat? Maybe this is On the... yours has it. Also, why hasn't anyone bought a golem bane scarab? <laughs> <laughs> we really, really should. I um, didn't have the money. It, it just sits there. Hello? Um, although, again, you don't know if this is an actual statue or not. Where it's standing, it would be close to 13 feet tall. Wow. Jeez. Um, and would its head would basically reach the top of the ceiling. The next curious thing that you notice is you've kind of walked out. It's almost like you've gone on a straight line forward out to this platform. This area sits in the center and is kind of a 10-foot square with a hallway continuing past it and then the hallway branching right and left. So it sits right at the intersection. The passage past it, as well as the ones left and right, descend rapidly at a 45-degree angle downwards. This slope descending down off towards your left, right, and the center passage ahead. Each of these ends at a wall with a large carved stone face. One frightened, one sad, one angry. Oh, there we go. I think these are the three paths. It seems that way. So sorrow, fear, and disgust, was that it? Well, disgust looks angry, not disgusted. They're not That's how he described it, he said it was angry. Well, I think it's hard to show disgust without being in an actual disgusting situation. Uh, Maybe. Let's do the one last. Or get it out of the way first. It's assuming we have to do all three, we may just have to pass one challenge. Possibly. The last thing that Sudi and Onuris would notice is that the statue is also wearing what appears to be a complex-looking silver collar. It's this ornate-looking collar that may have once been worn by that crocodile in life, if it were a pet to someone. Weird. But still wears it now. Out of fear, sorrow, and disgust, I'm going with sorrow. Uh, excuse me, are you alive? He points up at the... (laughs) At the the potential golem. <clears throat> we have a writ to be here. Do you need to see it? The, the statue of bones just sits there. On your size and starts making his way closer towards the door with the sorrow face. Shouldn't we just go in order? Well, if we only have to pass one challenge, I'd rather do sorrow than fear um, or disgust. Well, okay, is so it I'm, or or so, is it anger? Sorrow is straight ahead. Fear is off towards your left. Disgust is off towards your right. Is it or or and? We don't know. Oh, I thought the thing said. Well, it gave it to us in a specific order, which, I mean, could have just been left to right, but also could have been how best to proceed. So I don't know if that's like a hint. I may be reading this too deeply. You must face the three choices, fear, sorrow, and disgust. Choices. Yeah. On yours would rather be sad than scared or grossed out. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I guess we'll go to sorrow then. I don't have a reason not to. There's no spell to help with sorrow. Well, calm emotions. I don't have that. What kind of wizard are you if you don't have calm emotions? Uh, Enchantment is a barred school for me. Oh, that sucks. Or an opposition school. That's fair. That's fair. Just sorrow. That's fine. I wonder who the crocodile belonged to. My guess is some sort of priest. That would be a massive specimen, though. Mm -hmm. Things used to be bigger back in the day. Why was that? Jurassic period? That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a dire crocodile. Oh, wow. 
Well, as long as it stays That's... there and looks spooky, then I guess we're okay. Also, it's much more Sobek than Nethus. I know, it's weird, right? Yeah. Well, maybe they were friends. You make your way ahead. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where our nearest is going. It is a 45-degree slope down. Gracious. Which means that you'll need to make an acrobatics check. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't I just crawl? Are there any railings? Oh, I actually did okay. I get a 20. I get a 25. Sister gets a 23. On yours gets a 17. It is difficult going. It is a 45 degree slope down, and the floors in here have been polished to a mirror shine. Of course they have. So you're just kind of all grabbing on the outside walls and just trying your best not to slip and slide down here while grabbing onto the shelves, but probably trying not to disturb the various tablets and other items that have been collected on the surrounding shelves. I imagine whoever's pulling up the rear, glancing back over their shoulder nervously towards the statue that you just left behind, but it lets you walk right by. Shouldn't we look at all this stuff that's in these shelves? Uh, if you want, you can continue as you're going down the slope. None of it radiates any sort of magic, um, and all of them seem to be small collected knickknacks. Some of them look to just be rocks or stones. A lot of this are the very tiny statuary oh, okay. um, just collected across the walls. There are a few mummified animals, mostly birds, cats, collected on the surrounding walls. I feel like this is like the Gnome King, where if you fail, you turn into an ornament and you die. And you just end up on the yeah. shelf. Yeah. Yeah. There's your Return to Oz reference. You yep. reach the bottom of the slope. The face stares at you. And that's it. There are no doors. It's just the face. There's no magic or traps or anything? There's no magic. Does the invisibility help? Nope. Think about it's something just sad. just a dead end. Hello, Mr. Sorrowface. We have a writ to be here. Hollis starts thinking about something sad. <laughs> and here starts thinking about his whole life. That's sad. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, Sudi thinks about Sagira and it makes him sad. Searches for any secret doors. <laughs> okay, so sure you can make a perception roll. That would be a 32. Wowzers. Rolled a nat 20. Nice. Yeah. There was no critical giggle, though. I know I it was because y'all were still talking and the giggle would have been weird. Citra, you find three things. Exactly what they mean, you're not entirely positive. There is a secret door on the right hand side. Rather well hidden. There's a secret door on the left-hand side of the face as well. Much better hidden. That one you almost missed. The last thing that you note, other than these two secret doors, is the face rotates. It seems to have a central axis where if you pushed on one side, it would flip, like holding a coin and rotating it. Oh. Yeah. I'll go ahead and allow a. Uh, I'll go ahead and allow an intelligence roll from everyone but Sudi. Oh. Sorry, Sudi. Actually, make it a spellcraft check from everyone but Sudi. Oh, okay. That's much better. That's much, much less offensive That's also. very worse. Uh, 18. 10. I rolled a nat 1. On yours, it's a 25. On yours, you don't know if it's pertinent. Uh-huh. But judging by the density of this face design and how, you know, is explaining how it would pivot... It would also be thick enough that detect magic would not show to the other side of Citra would also not be able to detect a trap if it was on the other side of this, or either of these doors. All of them are too thick for detect magic. Fun. Almost like it's intentional. Yep. Were the faces in line with fear, sorrow, or, and disgust when we came in, like the poem said, or like it's the divination? It's fear to your left, sorrow ahead, uh -huh. disgust, soft torture, right? 
And it's supposed to be some sort of... And Sugar thinks it's some sort of puzzle. Mm-hmm. Do I know anything about Sorrow and Nethys lore? That would, like, tell me... Give me a hint on this puzzle? I mean, the only true Neth- the only true horror and sorrow for Nethians is the very idea of people incapable of using magic. Like, that's the only really sad thing, oh, which CD. also might fall into disgust. But <laughs> I'm so sorrowful, I can't magic, except I have my special stone and I can a little bit. Well, maybe a bit of magic. Hmm. Could I push it with a mage hand? Uh, no, it does require a fair amount of force. <laughs> I, I was going to say, this giant stone thing just happens to be like, you know. I mean, it could be really well weighted. Yeah, it has to be Wait. really perfectly weighted. It's made of stone? Yeah. Oh, no, don't. Could I use stone shape to make my own door? Don't do that. I mean, we you have, can make well, stone we, we shape to effectively doors, make a though. hole through it if you so wished. Yeah, yeah. We, we already have with the secret doors. We don't need to do that. But they're trapped. We don't know well, that. Well, no, uh, you don't know if any of them are trapped they're or not. They're probably all be. trapped. <laughs> I mean... I don't understand this puzzle, so they're probably all trapped. I, I like that you're like, I don't understand this puzzle. Let's just bypass it by making our own door. That that's exactly probably just right. going to trigger the traps on the other side. Maybe. When, if you mess with the stone mechanisms, and if there's trap mechanisms inside the face, and you punch a hole through it, it's just going to trigger the traps. True. Maybe. True. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's another that. glyph that's on the floor... Yeah, I'm stumped too. I don't know. I almost feel like we should go back and see what the other two hold. We could, but it seems kind of difficult given how slippery it was to get down here. I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, there's this really, really hidden door. There was this semi-hidden door, and then there's the fact that the face moves, but I don't know why it moves. I say we go through the super secret door, because maybe that's the bypass door. I actually agree with Sudi. But why Yay! does the face move? Maybe it's supposed to be the obvious thing that you would do, so if you broke in and you're not very well versed in magic, you would say, ah, here, here's the mechanism to bypass it. You open up the face and kaboom. I think Sudi might have a point. I think that even... That there really isn't a puzzle that is just here to make people think it's more complicated than it actually is. Possibly, yes. Or, of course, the simple solution of if you put a secret door at the end of the corridor and someone finds it, they're not going to search for another secret door. Yep. (laughs) Because but, they're like, well, I found the secret door. Why would I look for it? Well, and I'm just imagining that it's like this face, and you spin it around, and there's a glyph on the other side that just goes kablooey, like as soon as you flip it around. I agree with Sudi. Let's try the more hidden of the two doors. Yay, Sudi, okay. the smart thing. Wise. Wise, smart thing. We try the super secret door. Depressing this, Citra. This slides silently to the side not revealing a a secret passage in the traditional sense, but instead a two and a half foot diameter crawl space, a circular hole leading into the wall. Oh boy. Glancing down this, you can see that it seems to extend about 15 feet um, that you can make your way down crawling on hands and knees before reaching what appears to be another wall with some sort of latch. Secret passage. I detect magic in the hole. You detect no magic. All right, well, I'll go in and take a look, see if there are any traps and... Okay, I'll be right behind you. All right. We go crawling. Um, if we're crawling, I'm going to activate my protective ward. Okay. Probably, <laughs> probably a great idea. How long does it last? 
eight rounds, so okay. it's just good for crawling through this tunnel. Okay. okay. So Citrus taking point. Who's going in after? <laughs> I'll go after. Sudi. Sudi's going in after. Who's going in third? On yours usually goes third. On yours goes in third. Hollis, uh, it's the passage is only 15 feet long, so you're still like standing in this while they're That's down fine. about to open That suits Hollis fine. You're like, that looks like it's probably just going to be a ray of death or something that shoots down the full length of this I hallway. take a step slightly to the side. Probably yeah. a smart idea. Maybe this is gonna be like Willy Wonka, you know, where it goes really, really, really small, and then he opens the door, and suddenly it's a massive or it's uh, a chocolate factory. Bolt. I step to the side. <laughs> I like the idea. Citra, you reach the end of this passage and find that there's a latch to just push this open. Check it for traps. You can make perception roll if you want. Nice. Thirty-three. With a thirty-three, no, no traps. All right. I don't see any traps, so I'm going to open it. Be ready to pull me out of here very quickly. All right. He, <laughs> like, grabs your ankles. <laughs> Citrus slowly pushes down the latch. A hole open up underneath you. Whee! Slide time! Chamber of Secrets has been opened! <laughs> <laughs> you push down this latch. The stone slides silently sideways. The light from your wayfinder dangling down as you're crawling through here shines into the room beyond, revealing a cramped chamber riddled with shelves and cabinets and cupboards wreathed in cobwebs. More than a dozen sarcophagi stand against the surrounding walls, all with disturbingly blank carved faces, as if the faces were removed entirely from the statuary. Mm. Hollis, you hear a grating sound. It's a giant boulder. no. As you turn, you see that the crocodilian head has rotated entirely around on the body to uh, stare uh, down. One hand plants itself as the thing slides up in this jumbling clatter of bones as it reaches up towards its feet, towering at the top, and then beginning to stride towards the slope descending down to meet you. Y'all, this crocodile's coming to get me. I guess it's forward. <laughs> And we will pick it up here next time. Oh, no! I don't think he understands Ritz, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew his trigger would be, like, would, would be finding the super secret one? Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mommy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.